Welcome to the Communication 24-7 podcast, where we communicate about how we communicate. I'm your host, Jennifer Furlong. If I say the word conflict, what is your emotional reaction? Most likely it's negative. If I were to ask you to think of a word associated with the word conflict, it's very likely that word would also have a negative connotation. I recently delivered some conflict management training to a group of managers, and we had a great conversation about conflict and how we respond to it. We primarily talked about our perceptions of conflict and how those perceptions influence our responses. For example, why are people so uncomfortable with conflict? During the workshop, we talked about words that are associated with the word conflict. And I asked them to write down one word that comes to mind when they hear the word conflict. And everyone in the group, except for one person, wrote down a negative word. They wrote down words like argument or disagreement or dispute. Even the word violence came to mind for a couple of the participants in connection to the word conflict. Having a negative response to the idea of conflict is not unusual. Healthline reported that One reason for this negative response could be traced back to growing up in an environment that was perhaps dismissive or critical of your responses when you disagreed about something. Experiencing negative outcomes can make it difficult for some to trust that when conflict occurs, that the other person's reaction won't be negative. So what we do is we brace ourselves for what we think is something that's sure to be an unpleasant exchange. At least that's our expectation. Surprisingly, or maybe not so surprising, several of the participants admitted that their go-to response when it comes to conflict was mostly to either ignore it or to be passive aggressive about it. And I realized this is a topic I have yet to discuss on the podcast. So here we are. Let's talk about conflict and how you can respond to it in a more effective way. First, understand that conflict is not necessarily a bad thing. People will have different opinions, different likes, different values, different beliefs. And while it might not be the best feeling in the world, One positive thing to note is that if you are arguing with someone about something, that means that the both of you care about it. That's actually a good thing. Otherwise, you wouldn't even waste your time. Another reason conflict can be a good thing is, well, how else would we ever challenge the status quo? Sometimes change needs to happen, but it's not going to happen unless someone disturbs the peace. And finally, There are a lot more uh, things that I could highlight, but I'm just going to highlight these three things. Conflict can be a good thing uh, because it helps us avoid groupthink. Just going along with what someone else says because everybody else is going along with it, well, that can lead to some pretty terrible outcomes. 
So even though it might not feel good at the time, it's important to understand that conflict can result in good things. Sometimes conflict must happen in order to get to the good things. But how do we get through conflict to get to the good things? Let's start first with what you should not be doing, and that's being passively aggressive. If your go-to response to conflict is to complain to the people around you, or to plan revenge, or to make snide remarks, or awkward facial expressions on the side rather than directly addressing the problem, then you are most likely doing an outstanding job of alienating the people around you and successfully making things worse. This is also known as crazy making behavior. Yes, that is an official identification. Passive aggressiveness is a destructive communication behavior, so don't do it. You can be better than that. But how can you be better than that? Well, let's start by addressing how you respond to conflict and how you might want to do it better. To do this, I want you to think about all of the approaches that I'm going to talk about next, but think about them as strategic options. In addition to considering your level of comfort in conflict, you really should consider the topic, you should consider the situation, consider the other person because you're not the only one involved here, and also consider all of the possible outcomes. So when making your strategic choice, consider your goal for engaging and consider your goal for your desired outcome. One way to respond to conflict is to just avoid it altogether. Maybe you're afraid to rock the boat so you don't say anything at all, or you tell a joke to change the subject, and if you're okay with putting up with the status quo, then that's fine. Keep on avoiding it and nothing will change. Sometimes there is a time for conflict avoidance. Have you ever heard of the phrase, pick your battles? Well, those of you in long-term relationships are most likely very acquainted with that phrase. I mean, to think about the problem that's irritating you now and think about it in the grand scheme of things and ask yourself whether that problem is important enough that it needs addressing. Or is it possible that it's just a minor offense and you are likely not even going to remember it next week? Or ask yourself, do I even just, do I even care? <laughs> maybe you don't care enough about the topic, or maybe you don't care enough about the person for that matter to engage in a conflict. Or maybe you just don't want to get into a physical altercation and you have good reason to believe that where the conflict is headed is in a physical altercation if you bring anything up. These are all legit reasons to avoid conflict, but if your go-to response for all conflict, even when it's over things that do matter, is to avoid it, then I urge you to keep listening so you can consider some alternatives. After all, how can you expect anyone else to know that something is bothering you if you don't address it? When you really think about it, it's unfair. It's really unfair of you to be mad at someone for something and they don't even know what they did or they don't even know that they did anything that made you mad. And on top of that, you deny the other person the opportunity to make things right 
by staying low-key mad and avoiding addressing the issue altogether. I wanted to take advantage of this quick break and tell you about Communication 24-7. My passion is helping organizations solve their most difficult communication issues by helping their workforce become better communicators. Those under my guidance develop more effective verbal, nonverbal, and written communication skills. I help executives identify what poor communication is doing to their organization and what poor communication is doing to their staffing. I then provide the tools needed to help address those problems. My clients discover their communication strengths, learn to adapt to others' communication styles, and become more confident and competent communicators and dynamic public speakers. If you want to improve employee morale, create collaborative and efficient teams, and strengthen your organizational culture, contact me at 912-421-9762 or email me at info at communication247.com. So let's say maybe the problem isn't huge, okay? It's something that you don't necessarily want to avoid, but it's not really like a big, big thing, but you do feel that it's important enough that maybe you should address it. But you also don't want to offend or embarrass the other person while doing so. This requires some finesse. So think very carefully about how you could approach the other person indirectly while at the same time, helping them save face. For example, perhaps you told one of your coworkers that they can have one of your sodas from the fridge in the break room. And now you see them taking a soda just about every day. And by the way, this is a, a likely uh, occurrence because I think a lot of fights in the workplace probably happen over the food and the drinks that are available in the fridge in the break rooms. <laughs> <laughs> you, this may sound familiar to you. So they're taking your soda like every day, right? Now, instead of yelling at them in front of the entire office and instead of chasing them down in the parking lots like some crazy person, you could bring it up in conversation at some point by saying something like, man, I was thirsty for a soda today. And when I got to the fridge, I realized that I had run out already. Hmm. Now, ideally, the soda snatcher will realize that although you did say that they could have a soda, that doesn't mean that they can drink all of them. And a reasonable person would quickly pick up on the statement and they would try to work to rectify the situation to avoid any type of escalation, right? We don't want soda wars happening in the workplace. But I will say... There is a problem with hints because the challenge with the indirect approach and with using hints is that if you are too tentative or if you are too worried about helping the other person save face, they might not end up getting the hint. So if that's the case, you're going to need to be a little more direct and perhaps even ask them directly to reload your stash. Now, let's say the problem is big enough. It's bigger than just soda in the fridge, right? The problem is pretty big and you have decided that avoiding it or using indirect communication, that's not going to solve this problem. You need to know 
how to address the problem in a way that is direct, but not aggressive. Assertiveness is the key. How do you know you're being assertive and not aggressive? When you are balancing your own self-interest with having empathy for the other person, you can be clear and direct without being judgmental. Say what you feel, but also allow room for the other person to do the same. And be very specific with the words you choose to use. If you have a problem with someone's actions, then describe the specific behavior to them while also explaining your perception of that behavior. Describe your feelings, but don't place the blame for your feelings on the other person. For example, instead of saying, you made me feel stupid, just say, I felt stupid. Another way to remain assertive without being aggressive is to explain the impact of the other person's behavior. For example, when I loaned you money last month, you said you would pay me back within the week, but you haven't paid me back yet. I feel disappointed and like I'm being taken advantage of. I want you to know how much this hurts my feelings. Don't expect me to lend you money ever again. Now, notice I didn't make any guarantees that it wouldn't be uncomfortable. Sometimes you have to have an uncomfortable conversation. And of course, there is so much more that could be said about conflict and how to manage it more effectively. But what I've mentioned here are just some basic, basic things that you can try out the next time you need to deal with an unpleasant situation. Remember, there is no magic bullet. There is no one size fits all answer to conflict. Just like there's no one size fits all answer to any type of communication. In conflict, sometimes the right answer could be to just avoid it. Sometimes the right answer could be maybe to be indirect and help that other person save face. They will appreciate that. And sometimes the right answer could be you need to be more assertive and you do need to be direct. Just remember, if you remain respectful while being direct and self-confident while expressing your feelings, the other person is more likely to listen and then you will be more likely to manage that conflict more effectively. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. Also, you can now buy some communication 24-7 swag. Yes, please go to our website and spell the numbers out, www.communication247.com. Buy some merch, submit a pic to me, and I'll give you a shout out on the next episode. Remember to follow me on Facebook, LinkedIn, and also subscribe to the Communication 24-7 podcast YouTube channel to find out when our next edition of Unscripted is being live streamed. Watch during the live stream and participate by making comments and asking questions. Till then, take care.